everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea, and you are listening to God's Whole Story Podcast, and I'm here today with Pastor Chris Lotzball. Hey everybody, Leviticus Lotzball is in the house. <laughs> Again, what a great nickname. <laughs> We've I'll talked take, about this before. But... I'll take it over COVID, Chris. <laughs> I am going to start calling you that. Okay. Um, today we're talking about Leviticus again, and we're talking through sin offerings, which are a little bit different than the peace offering guilt, and the guilt offering and the grain offering we talked about. All those offerings. All those offerings. It's hard to keep track of. Um, but we, it's important to just kind of look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get lost in the details here. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about sure. why the big picture is important. So, again, we just want to remember the journey that we're on here that's We have the people of Israel coming out of Egypt. Uh, They were set free. The purpose was to go into the wilderness and to worship God. They built the tabernacle and God's presence filled it. So one of the things that was missing since Genesis 1 and 2, God dwelling with his people has returned. But we still have sin. We still have death. There's still this, how does a holy God interact with a broken people when he desires relationship? And so a lot of these things are how they go about doing that. And God is being very clear here. He's giving them so many different scenarios so that when they say, so what about this? How do we deal with a leader? How do we deal with the whole congregation? What do we do when it was unintentional? Uh, And he gives them things for each and every situation there. So that's what a lot of this is. That's where there's so much detail, but it's such a beautiful picture of God interacting with his people. It's very relational. Yeah. And you, you said before we were recording that um, it's all for the purpose of God dwelling with his people. Mm-hmm. Like this is just because he wants to be with them. And there's even this reminder in the tabernacle, the fire never goes out. There's this continual picture of the presence of God and he he's reaching out. I, he very easily could have said, hey, if you sin, you die. But this whole thing allows substitutes to uh, happen for the death of people. And everything that's involved in the sacrifices reminds them of that. The sinner has to do so much of the dirty work. Uh, I used to always think the priest had the worst job in the world, uh, but the killing of the animal, the, the cutting it up, the washing, uh, that's all on the sinner. And the priest has some things he has to do with blood, of course, but the sinner is also going through this entire thing to have relationship with God and to be yeah. in his presence. Uh, and ultimately, hopefully, to sin less. Yeah. Uh, these things remind them of that sin is costly and, and they'd, it'd be better if they didn't do it. Yeah. Um, another thing I noticed when we were reading is that God offers this opportunity for people of all income mm. levels to be able to Isn't come and bring an offering to him. Yeah. If you can't afford a sheep, you can bring something else. If you can't afford a ram, you can bring something else. And um, it's pretty incredible that God's generosity is shown through that. Yeah. I mean, it's so great that you don't have to be well off to meet with God. You can be poor. Uh, at the same time, it also shows that everybody has to take responsibility for their actions, that there's never uh, such a place of being a victim or a product of circumstances that you get a complete get-out-of-jail-free card, there's still something to be done, even if it's gleaning the edges of the field and taking some of that food that you would have had for your family and having to offer it to God, which we see throughout Scripture that God did use a number of poor families. He Even uh, one of the sacrifices that Mary and Joseph offered was a grain offering. Uh, And so that showed that they they weren't overly well-off when they were uh, getting ready to give birth to Jesus. 
so God is always an equal opportunity God in terms of wanting relationship with his people. Yeah. And also, it's just when you want to be in right relationship with God and you know that you've sinned, you're willing to bring whatever you can. And maybe you can't bring that offering that's initially required, but God's saying, yeah, if mm-hmm. you want to be in right relationship with me, I'll accept what you can bring, which is, yeah. It's a beautiful picture of his heart and his desire to dwell with his people. Yeah, definitely. Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening. We are going to continue through Leviticus, and Chris will be back with us tomorrow. Thanks. See you later. Bye. Leviticus 4, beginning in verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. This is how you are to deal with those who sin unintentionally by doing anything that violates one of the Lord's commands. If the high priest sins, bringing guilt upon the entire community, he must give a sin offering for the sin he has committed. He must present to the Lord a young bull with no defects. He must bring the bull to the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle, lay his hand on the bull's head, and slaughter it before the Lord. The high priest will then take some of the bull's blood into the tabernacle, dip his finger in the blood, and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the inner curtain of the sanctuary. The priest will then put some of the blood on the horns of the altar for fragrant incense that stands in the Lord's presence inside the tabernacle. He will pour out the rest of the bull's blood at the base of the altar for the burnt offerings at the entrance of the tabernacle. Then the priest must remove all the fat of the bull to be offered as a sin offering. This includes all the fat around the internal organs, the two kidneys, and the fat around them near the loins and the long lobe of the liver. He must remove these along with the kidneys just as he does with the cattle offered as a peace offering and burn them on the altar of burnt offerings. But he must take whatever is left of the bull, its hide, meat, head, legs, internal organs, and dung, and carry it away to a place outside the camp that is ceremonially clean, the place where the ashes are dumped. There on the ash heap, he will burn it on a wood fire. If the entire Israelite community sins by violating one of the Lord's commands, but the people don't realize it, they are still guilty. When they become aware of their sin, the people must bring a young bull as an offering for their sin and present it before the tabernacle. The elders of the community must then lay their hands on the bull's head and slaughter it before the Lord. The high priest will then take some of the bull's blood into the tabernacle, dip his finger in the blood, and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in the inner curtain. And he will then put some of the blood on the horns of the altar for fragrant incense that will stand in the Lord's presence inside the tabernacle. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar for burnt offerings at the entrance of the tabernacle. Then the priest must remove all the animal's fat and burn it on the altar, just as he does with the bull offered as a sin offering for the high priest. Through this process, the priest will purify the people, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. Then the priest must take what is left of the bull and carry it outside the camp and burn it there, just as is done with the sin offering for the high priest. This offering is for the sin of the entire congregation of Israel. If one of Israel's leaders sins by violating one of the commands of the Lord as God, but doesn't realize it, he is still guilty. When he becomes aware of his sin, he must bring as his offering a male goat with no defects. He must lay his hands on the goat's head and slaughter it at the place where burnt offerings are slaughtered before the Lord. This is an offering for his sin. Then the priest will dip his finger in the blood of the sin offering and put it on the horns of the altar for burnt offerings. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. Then he must burn all the goat's fat on the altar just as he does with peace offerings. Through this process, the priest will purify the leader from his sin, making him right with the Lord, and he will be forgiven. 
if any of the common people sin by violating one of the Lord's commands, but they don't realize it, they are still guilty. When they become aware of their sin, they must bring as an offering for their sin, a female goat with no defects. They must lay a hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it at the place where burnt offerings are slaughtered. Then the priest will dip his finger in the blood and put it on the horns of the altar for burnt offerings. He will pour out the rest of the blood, the base of the altar. Then he must remove all the goat's fat, just as he does with the fat of the peace offering. He will burn the fat on the altar, and it will be a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Through this process, the priest will purify the people, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. If the people bring sheep as their sin offering, it must be a female with no defects. They must lay a hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it at the place where burnt offerings are slaughtered. Then the priest will dip his finger in the blood of the sin offering and put it on the horns of the altar for burnt offerings. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. Then he must remove all the sheep's fat, just as he does with the fat of a sheep presented as a peace offering. He will burn the fat on the altar at the top of the special gifts presented to the Lord. Through this process, the priest will purify the people from their sin, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. If you are called to testify about something you have seen or that you know about, it is sinful to refuse to testify and you will be punished for your sin. Or suppose you unknowingly touch something that is ceremonially unclean, such as the carcass of an unclean animal. When you realize what you have done, you must admit your defilement and your guilt. This is true whether it is a wild animal, a domestic animal, or an animal that scurries along the ground. Or suppose you unknowingly touch something that makes a person unclean. When you realize what you have done, you must admit your guilt. Or suppose you make a foolish vow of any kind, whether its purpose is for good or for bad. When you realize its foolishness, you must admit your guilt. When you become aware of your guilt in any of these ways, you must confess your sin. Then you must bring to the Lord the penalty for your sin, a female from the flock or a sheep or a goat. This is a sin offering with which the priest will purify you from your sin, making you right with the Lord. But if you cannot afford to bring a sheep, you may bring to the Lord two turtle doves or two young pigeons as the penalty for your sin. One of the birds will be a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. You must bring them to the priest who will present the first bird as a sin offering. He will wring its neck, but without severing its head from its body. Then you will sprinkle some of the blood of the sin offering against the sides of the altar, and the rest of the blood will be drained at the base of the altar. This is an offering for sin. The priest will then prepare the second bird as a burnt offering, following all the procedures that have been prescribed. Through this process, the priest will purify you from your sin, making you right with the Lord, and you will be forgiven. If you cannot afford to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, you may bring two quarts of choice flour for your sin offering. Since it is an offering for sin, you must not moisten it with olive oil or put any frankincense on it. Take the flour to the priest who will scoop out a handful as a representative portion. He will burn it on the altar on top of the special gifts presented to the Lord. It is an offering for sin. Through this process, the priest will purify those who are guilty of any sins, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. The rest of the flour will belong to the priest, just as the grain offering. Then the Lord said to Moses, If one of you commits a sin by unintentionally defying the Lord's sacred property, you must bring a guilt offering to the Lord. The offering must be your own ram with no defects, or you may buy one of equal value with silver as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. You must make restitution for the sacred property you have harmed by paying for the loss, plus an additional 20%. When you give the payment to the priest, he will purify you with a ram, sacrifice as a guilt offering, making you right with the Lord, and you will be forgiven." Suppose you sin by violating one of the Lord's commands. Even if you are unaware of what you have done, you are guilty and you will be punished for your sin. For a guilt offering, you must bring to the priest your own ram with no defects, or you may buy one with of equal value. 
Through this process, the priest will purify you from your unintentional sin, making you right with the Lord, and you will be forgiven. This is a guilt offering, for you have been guilty of an offense against the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, Suppose one of you sins against your associate and is unfaithful to the Lord. Suppose you cheat in a deal involving a security deposit, or you steal or commit fraud, or you find lost property and lie about it, or you lie while swearing to tell the truth, or you commit any other such sin. If you have sinned in any of these ways, you are guilty. You must give back whatever you stole, or the money you took by extortion, or the security deposit, or the lost property you found, or anything obtained by swearing falsely. You must make restitution by paying the full price plus an additional 20% to the person you harmed. On the same day, you must present a guilt offering. As a guilt offering to the Lord, you must present to the priest your own ram with no defects, or you may buy one of equal value. Through this process, the priest will purify you before the Lord, making you right with him, and you will be forgiven for any of these sins that you have committed. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron and his sons the following instructions regarding the burnt offering. The burnt offering must be left on top of the altar until the next morning, and the fire on the altar must be kept burning all night. In the morning after the priest on duty has put on his official linen clothing and linen undergarments, he must clean out the ashes of the burnt offerings and put them beside the altar. Then he must take off these garments and change back into his regular clothes and carry the ashes outside the camp to a place that is ceremonially clean. Meanwhile, the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must never go out. Each morning, the priest will add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offering on it. He will then burn the fat of the peace offering on it. Remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. These are the instructions regarding the grain offering. Aaron's sons must present this offering to the Lord in front of the altar. The priests on duty will take from the grain offering a handful of the choice flour moistened with olive oil together with all the frankincense. He will burn this representative portion on the altar as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Aaron and his sons may eat the rest of the flour, but it must be baked without yeast and eaten in a sacred place within the courtyard of the tabernacle. Remember, it must never be prepared with yeast. I have given it to the priests as their share of the special gifts presented to me. Like the sin offering and the guilt offering, it is most holy. Any of Aaron's male descendants may eat from the special gifts presented to the Lord. This is their permanent right from generation to generation. Anyone or anything that touches these offerings will become holy. Then the Lord said to Moses, On the day Aaron and his sons are anointed, they must present to the Lord the standard grain offering of two quarts of choice flour, half to be offered in the morning and half to be offered in the evening. It must be carefully mixed with olive oil and cooked on a griddle. Then slice this grain offering and present it as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. In each generation, the high priest who succeeds Aaron must prepare this same offering. It belongs to the Lord and must be burned up completely. This is a permanent law. All such grain offerings of a priest must be burned up entirely. None of it may be eaten. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron and his sons the following instructions regarding the sin offering. The animal given as an offering for sin is most holy, and it must be slaughtered in the Lord's presence at the place where the burnt offerings are slaughtered. The priest who offers the sacrifice as a sin offering must eat his portion in a sacred place within the courtyard of the tabernacle. Anyone or anything that touches the sacrificial meat will become holy. If any of the sacrificial blood splatters on a person's clothing, the soiled garment must be washed in a sacred place. If a clay pot is used to boil the sacrificial meat, it must then be broken. If a bronze pot is used, it must be scoured and then thoroughly rinsed with water. Any milk from the priest's family may eat this offering. It is most holy, but the offering for sin may not be eaten if its blood was brought into the tabernacle as an offering for purification in the holy place. It must be completely burned with fire.
Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcast at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.